Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. I have a sermon uh, to go over, some lessons, and then I'll go to reading the scriptures. Just give me one moment here. is the Savior of the righteous. We learn this from 1 Chronicles chapter 17. It says, Say I tell you that good will make you a house. So we see here good promising to make a foundation or house for the the children of Israel. Good makes a promise and good keeps its promises. It goes to say, what he promised to the children of Israel for keeping trust. If you keep your trust in good and deny all other gods so that he doesn't turn on you, then good is a provider for you and good is a shelter for you. It is meaning to life. There is no other meaning to life. It says that in Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 24, tell us that the children of Israel went in and possessed the land. So this land was promised by good, and he gave this land to the children of Israel, a land of milk and honey. So with this being said, he blessed the children of Israel after their enslavement, after getting them out of slavery. It goes to say, as God promised them for being trustworthy and faithful, he did this because they came back to him on their hands and knees, let them know what the situation was when they were in enslavement. He told Moses he hears their cries, and because of this, he cut them free. It says at Nehemiah 4.20, Say our God will fight for us, said the children of Israel, in trust and believe that he would. So by trusting and believing in the Creator and His Word, His Word becomes a truth or a strong strong bond with good. And He helps you out in the time of need. He provides sustenance for you for keeping trust and faith. He provides those things that keep us happy in life. He provides joy to the heart. It says in Daniel 12, 4, Say that Michael, the great prince who champions your people, will will stand up for their righteousness. So because of being righteous, Yeshua, or Jesus Christ as he's popularly known, will stand up for you in the kingdom of God and acknowledge you as being one of his disciples or followers. If you do not do, if you do not trust, or hold faith and st- and stand up for his word he will deny you before the father 
As Second Timothy four eighteen it says, "The Lord will rescue me from an, from every evil attack and bring me safely into His heavenly kingdom." So, by keeping trust and faith, as we learn here, praying to the Lord, doing as He says. We will be saved in a time of evil attacks of Satan and his demons or demonic forces. And we will be safely brought to the new kingdom for our trust and our faith. It says in 2 Timothy 3.11, The Lord rescued me from all persecution. This is what the apostles said. So if he can rescue him from all persecutions, he can rescue us from all persecutions. And believe he will if you keep trust, faith, and doing his will. As 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says, For those who have fought the good fight, finished the race, kept faith, will receive the crown of righteousness on judgment day. So this is what we are struggling for as disciples of Jesus. We're struggling to do righteousness and receive uh, righteous judgment on judgment day. It goes to say at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, Because you fought the good fight of the faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you testified so well to your faith before many witnesses. So you have to testify to the faith before the world today. You have to acknowledge Yeshua. You have to acknowledge good or Adonai Yahweh, which are the names he's been called by or Shaddai. By acknowledging him, you do his will, what's preached in the Bible or the Tanakh, you testify or do to your utmost or to perfection if you can. We're struggling and fighting a war with Satan and his demons, and we want to do, be to perfection with the Bible or the Tanakh as we possibly can. It says at 1 Thessalonians 5.8, Let us stay so putting on trust and love as a breastplate and the hope of being delivered as a helmet. So we want to put on trust and faith and love as a breastplate of armor. We want to shield up with it because this is our defense against Satan's missiles and his attacks. We don't want to, in the fight, be wounded because we turned away from the Lord. We want to stay in the fight until the, fin- until the race is finished. So we see here, by not being a drunk in the spiritual way and remaining sober, we will be delivered or given salvation and deliverance. And this is on Judgment Day. What I mean by being a drunk is being all in the world doing worldly things. Being sober means you're doing righteous things or doing things in accordance with living by the Spirit. It says in Colossians 3, verse 5 and 6, Put to death your earthly parts of your nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, as in wicked doings, in the wicked doings, and in, in the in doing in life, lust, 
evil desires and greed. Because these things that that God's anger is coming on those who disobey him. We don't want to to be doing sexual immoral things. We don't want to have an impure heart where it's always in the gutter. Where your heart just lurks for wicked and evil things to do. We don't want to have evil desires, desires to hurt one another or to to do a murder or to just do evil to a person to just get ahead in life. We don't want to be greedy. We want to be satisfied with what we're getting as of this present moment. Because remember, the Creator always provides for those that are righteous, His servants. It says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, you were called to be part of the struggle, uh, part of the single body in union with Yeshua. So we are in a struggle to be a part of the single body united with Yeshua, united with Christ Jesus, as we possibly can. You want to do things to your utmost of your ability. So remember this, folks. Whatever it is, try and be doing it to the utmost of your ability when it concerns the Tanakh or the Bible. All right, now going to the reading. And it goes to say at chapter 9 of Shemot, Exodus chapter 9. Then Good said to Moshe, go to Pharaoh and tell him, Here's what Good, the God of the Hebrews, says. Let my people go so that they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go and persist in holding on to them, the hand of Good is on your livestock in the field, on on the horses, donkeys, camels, cattle, and flocks and I will make them suffer a devastating illness. So here Good is saying that he will plague the means of feeding themselves, the Egyptians, or a means of travel for them to escape the plagues of Good. And it goes to say, but Good will distinguish between Egypt's and Israel's livestock. Nothing belonging to the people of Israel will die. Good determined that exact time by saying, tomorrow good will do this in the land, the following day. Good did it, all the livestock of Egypt died, but not one of the animals belonging to the people of Israel died. Pharaohs investigated and found that not even one of the animals of the people of Israel had died. Nevertheless, Pharaoh's heart remained stubborn and he didn't let the people go. So this is what we see in the world today. Good said to Moshe and Aharon, take handfuls of ashes from a kin and let Moshe throw them in the air before Pharaoh's eyes. 
they will turn into fine dust over all the land of Egypt and become infected shores of men and animals throughout Egypt. So they took ashes from a kin who stood in front of Pharaoh and threw them in the air, and they became infested shores of men and animals. The magician couldn't even stand in Moshe's presence because of the sores, which were on them as well as on the other Egyptians. So here we're seeing that all of the advice that normally comes before Pharaoh has been hindered, and his heart has been made hard-hearted, as we shall see even still. But good made Pharaoh hard-hearted so that he didn't listen to them, just as good has said to Moshe. Good said to Moshe, Get up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Here's what good says. Let my people go so that they can worship me. For this time I will inflict my plagues on you, yourself, and on your officials and your people, so that you will realize that I am without equal in all the earth. By now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with such severe plagues that you would have been wiped off the earth. But we see here, this is not the plan of good. Good has a plan, a, a, a miracle in the making. But it is for this very reason that I have kept you alive, to show you my power and so that my name may resound throughout the whole earth. Since you are still setting yourself up against my people and not letting them go, tomorrow about this time I will cause a hailstorm so heavy that Egypt has had nothing like it from the day it was founded until now. So we see good bringing about things that have never occurred in Egypt before. Therefore, send in hurry to bring indoors all your livestock and everything else you have in the field. For hell will fall on every human being and animal left in the field that hasn't been brought home, and they will die. Whoever among Pharaoh's servants feared that good had said his slaves and livestock escaped into the houses, but those who had no regard for good had said left their slaves and livestock in the field. Good said to Moshe, reach out your hand toward the sky, so that they will be a hell in all the land of Egypt, falling on people, animals, and everything growing in the field throughout the land of Egypt. Moshe reached out with his staff toward the sky, and Good sent thunder and hell and fire rain down on the earth. Good caused it to hell on the land of Egypt. It held and fire flashed up with the hell. It was terrible, worse than any hailstorm in all Egypt since it became a nation. So we see here that good is plaguing them from the beginning foundation of their nation using things that they haven't even yet conceived of. Throughout all the land of Egypt, the hail struck everything in the field. People and animals, the hail struck every plant growing in the field and broke every tree there. But in the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel were, there was no hell. Pharaoh summoned Moshe and Aharon and said to them, This time I have sinned. Good is in the right. I and my people are in the wrong. Intercede with good. We can't take any more of this terrible thunder and hell, and I will let you go. You will stay no longer. Moshe said to them, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will spread out my hands to good. The thunder will end, and there won't be any more hell, so that you can know that the earth belongs to good. But you and your servants, 
I know you still won't fear good God. The flax and barley were ruined because the barley was ripe and and the flax and bud. But the wheat and buckwheat were not ruined because they come up later. Moshe went out of the city away from Pharaoh and spread out his hands to good. The thunder and hail ended and the rain stopped pouring down on the earth. When Pharaoh saw that the rain, hail, and thunder had ended, he sinned still more by making himself hard-hearted, he and his servants. So we see here, by the fact that the flax, the barley was ripe and the flax in the bud, we, we see here some time being spent plaguing Pharaoh. And this time, as good shows his people, he is with them at whatever duration it means. Pharaoh was made hard-hearted, and he didn't let the people of Israel go, just as Good had said to Moshe, said through Moshe, excuse me. Good said to Moshe, go to Pharaoh, for I have made him and his servants hard-hearted, so that I can demonstrate these signs of mine among them, so that you can tell your son, grandson, about what I did, to Egypt, and about my signs that I demonstrated among them, and so that you will all know that I am good. Moshe and Aharon went into Pharaoh and said to him, Here's what good God of the Hebrews says. How much longer will you refuse to submit to me? Let my people go so that they can worship me. Otherwise, if you refuse to let my people go, tomorrow I will bring locusts into your territory. One won't be able to see the ground, so completely will the locusts cover it. They will eat anything you still have that escaped the hail, including every tree you have growing in the field. Now we see here he's destroying the fruit trees. Now you need fruit for protein, and you need this to survive off of. So he's taking one of the survival means of the Egyptians out. They will fill your houses and those of your servants and of all the Egyptians. It will be like nothing your fathers or their fathers have ever seen since the day they were born until today. Then he turned his back and left. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How much longer must this fellow be a snare for us? Let the people go and worship good, their God. Don't you understand yet that Egypt is being destroyed? So Moshe and Aharon were brought to Pharaoh again, and he said to them, Go worship good, your God. But who exactly is going? Moshe answered, We will go with our young and our old, our sons and our daughters. We will go with our flocks and herds, for we must celebrate a feast to good. Pharaoh said to them, Good certainly will be with you if I ever let you go with your children. It's clear that you are up to no good. Nothing doing, just the men among you may go and worship good. That's what you want, isn't it? And they were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. Good said to Moshe, reach out your hand over the land of Egypt, so that the locusts will invade the land and eat every plant that the hell has left. Moshe reached out with his staff over the land of Egypt, and good caused an east wind to blow on the land all day and all night, and in the morning the east wind brought the locusts. 
The locusts went up over all the land of Egypt and shuttled throughout Egypt's territory. It was an invasion more severe than they had ever been before and will ever be again. They completely covered the ground so that the ground looked black. Now, could you just imagine the ground covered with bugs and looks completely black? And there's no crack or crevice that you can see, look and see the ground. They ate every plant growing from the ground and all the fruit trees left by the hell. No one green thing remained, not a tree, not a plant in the field in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh hurried to summon Moshe and Ahoran and said, I have sinned against good, your God, and against you. Now, therefore, please give my sin justice once and intercede with good, your God, so that he will at least take away from me this deadly plague. He went out from Pharaoh and interceded with good. Good reversed the wind and made it blow very strong from the west. It took up the locusts and drove them into the sea of Saf. Not one locust remained on the Egyptian soil. But good made Pharaoh hard-hearted, and he didn't let the people of Israel go. Good said to Moshe, reach out your hand toward the sky, and there will be darkness over the land of Egypt. Darkness so thick it can be felt. Moshe reached out his hand toward the sky, and there was a thick darkness in the entire land of Egypt for three days. People couldn't see each other, and no one went anywhere for three days. But all the people of Israel had light in their homes. Pharaoh summoned Moshe and said, Go worship good, only leave your flocks and herds behind. Your children may go with you. Moshe answered, You must also see to it that we have sacrifices and burnt offerings so that we can be left behind because we must choose some of them to worship good our God. And we don't know which ones we we will need to worship good until we get there. But good made Pharaoh hard-hearted, and he would not let them go. Pharaoh said to them, Get away from me, and you had better not see my face again, because the day you see my face you will die. Moshe answered, Well spoken, I will see your face no more. So this is when good brings about the ultimatum plague, which is death itself of the firstborn. And we will read through that later uh, because uh, this reading is over with now. So now what I go into is the vocabulary. Our first word is afadi. It means ifad. Our next word is afuda. It means girding. Our next word is apafdin. It means pavilion. Our next word is afa. It means to bake. Our next word is afo. It means now or then. Our next word is afadi. It means high priest, shoulder piece. Our next word is afikak. It means breeze. Our next word is afil. It means weakness, unripe. Our next word is apayim. 
It means two nostrils. Our next word is our feet. It means strong thing or a hero. Our next word is our fell. It means to set as the sun. Our next word is ophel. It means darkness, obscurity. Our next word is our fella. It means misfortune. Our next word is ifla. It means ifla. Our next word is often. It means revolve. Our next word is our face. It means be clean, gone. Our next word is ephaz. It means often, no further, the ankle as being extremity of the leg or foot. Our next word is ephaz demim. It means blood drops, boundary of blood drops. Our next word is ephaz. It means to breathe. Our next word is ephaz. It means venomous serpent, viper. Our next word is afaf. It means surround, compass. Our next word is afak. It means contain, abstain, force. Our next word is afaka. It means Africa or fortress. Our next word is afar. It means to be strewed, ashes. Our next word is affair. It means a turban. Our next word is a froak. It means bursting the shell. Our next word is a pifyon. It means chariot. Our next word is Ephraim. And it means double fruit. That is our vocabulary reading for today. And now I'll say a prayer for you and petition good for your for your survival is what it is. Survival in this world to the new kingdom. Good, I petition you that you strengthen the brothers and sisters, including my mind and their minds up, for the doing the work that the good has set, set forth for us. I pray that they come and participate in the harvest and speak your word on a day-to-day basis, read the scriptures on a day-to-day basis, and pray to you, good, on a day-to-day basis, and draw close to you under your per, under your protection and preservation. I pray that you open their eyes, not to a lie of Satan and his demons, but to the things that are needed for survival to win the race. I pray that you continue to watch and guide over them and to preserve them and provide sustenance for them. And I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen.